Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is Rick and you are listening, thank you very much, to episode number 130. Now, you probably noticed the title of this episode and I wonder, is that podcast clickbait? A little tough getting that out there. Podcast clickbait. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with that term that kids these days use, and I think others on the internet, it's that headline that is so sensational, is so uh, curiosity-inducing, is so enticing that the casual surfer um, feels compelled beyond any reason to click on it. And I wonder, do podcast titles serve that same purpose? And if this one did... uh, you know, that wasn't really intentional for me to do that. I did, I do, honestly, try to put titles to the podcast that are going to be interesting and intriguing and make you, the listener, if especially if you're scanning through the library of the posts that I have, um, say, hmm, what's that one all about? And click on that and, and spend your well-valued uh, time listening to me reflect. Well, this one is... An interesting one. And uh, stay with me on it because I really do think that what I show and saw in the bathroom at my school is a very important sign of hospitality, which in turn is, I would say, one of the foundational values of what it means to follow Christ. So it was another sunny day today, beautiful day great day to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to the experience of God. Back on the back porch where I was the last couple nights, hoping to be here every night because, you know, even though there's some background noise maybe, and certainly when the crickets get going, you'll hear those. But this is much better than being in the basement. Um, And I hope and I'm glad that the seasons have changed to bring me out here. So gather around this table Sit here in the candlelight and allow me to share about hospitality in the bathroom. So you need to know a little bit of something about the school where I teach. We have two wings. One wing is the original wing, which was opened when the school opened more than 60 years ago. And that's where my classroom is. My classroom is 60 plus years old. We don't have air conditioning. We have the original lights and upstairs above me, where my wife also teaches at the school, um, they have pretty much the same facilities as me, as the first floor where I am. Although they did get some single room air conditioners last year, and that's something that we're still waiting for downstairs. Now, between these two wings, um, upstairs and downstairs, I, I haven't told you about the other half of the school. Let's start with the original half. In these wings, there's only two bathrooms for faculty, one, and both of them are one-person-at-a-time bathrooms. Now, the one upstairs, very close to where my wife teaches, is quite large and uh, some room to move around in and usually pretty well-kept and, and not, a, not a bad place to, um, you know, to, to do, do the bathrooming, toileting, as you say, for the preschoolers. Um, so not a bad place. Downstairs, though, which is closer to where I teach, uh, our lone bathroom is 
really kind of a pit. I mean, <laughs> we got to be honest. It uh, is not the best place. It is small. Lighting is not great. Uh, the toilet sometimes flushes. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not a great place. And just to make things even more interesting, the uh, toilet paper dispenser hasn't been known to fall off the wall. So it's not unlikely to come in and find the toilet paper dispenser on the floor. Somebody has put it with the toilet paper roll upwards, so you can pull it straight up. But nevertheless, that's not a great look. Now, we do have one other um, faculty bathroom on the first floor. And this is in the office, and it's right outside of the principal's office, which we can use. That's a, a great thing. It's not just for him. And I certainly appreciate that we have this other option. That being said, it is a little weird to be walking down the hallway and, you know, make a right-hand turn literally right outside the principal's door. That being said, it, it, that's a fine bathroom as well. Now, the other wing is a newer wing of the school. Uh, basically, the school is U-shaped, so we have these two wings with a, a middle wing connecting the two, and that's where the gym is and the cafeteria is and so forth, the art rooms. So the other wing, um, I'm not exactly sure when it was built, but it was definitely built more recently than our wing. It is air-conditioned. It is a totally different look and feel than the wing that I'm in. And the second floor there is where the science labs are, and that was literally put on top of the first wing, I think, maybe 10 years or so ago. So we're talking about a whole different half of the school. Now, today was an odd day for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons for it was unclear why this happened, but the, there was a backup in the line somewhere, and the bathroom, I believe it was the one outside of the principal's office, flooded and destroyed, I think, it looks like, some of the carpet in the principal's office. Now, just a little side note, the principal has a, quite a nice office, as well he should. You know, that's a place that people come, and it's a good, you, you want the school to look good. Your, your president, your CEO needs an ample, comfortable, attractive office. And unfortunately, though, part of it was ruined today, at least the carpeting was, because of the flood from the bathroom right outside his door. So what this meant was for a good gap today, uh, the, the uh, water had to be turned off in my wing. So any need of bathrooming or toileting, as it, as it is, um, people in our wing needed to either go to the kids' bathroom, which is by the cafeteria, and that's not a terrible thing. I mean, I've, I've done that regularly. Or go over to the other wing, this is again the new wing, and there is a faculty bathroom there. And I'll tell you, this bathroom is like Shangri-La. <laughs> and I, uh, I have a picture, and I'm going to try to describe what's in this bathroom, um, but I will post the picture on the Facebook page. And I really encourage you to take a look at it, because this is... It's beautiful. Um, it's a single-shot bathroom. Um, it's good-sized, uh, somewhere between the size of the uh, decent one upstairs from where I teach and uh, the, the really crappy one that is on the floor where I teach. It's, it's about, the, the, about in between the two sizes. So the size isn't, isn't the thing, but it's, it's very clean. It's well-lit. Well and there's someone, one of my colleagues, no doubt, or, or maybe a number of colleagues in that wing have put a little shelving unit, three shelves, and have made a hospitality unit, I think is what you could call this, because it has a number of accoutrements to make your bathrooming experience 
more pleasurable and more use, more um, effective, I would say. That, that's probably the right word. It has um, wipes, uh, those little, little wet wipes, adult wipes, as they call them. Um, there is some lotion. Uh, there is uh, liquid soap, premium liquid soap to refill the liquid soap dispenser. There are plants, uh, plants that are decorating it, uh, fake plants, of course. Uh, someone has put the Serenity Prayer, uh, the full version, not just the uh, brief version that most people know. It's the full version of the Serenity Prayer framed and, and by this unit. And the true sign of classic bathroom hospitality is mouthwash. They put a bottle of Scope with some little cups, little Dixie cups, for your mouthwashing needs. Now, what this reminded me of, and, and I, I don't know how many of the listeners have experienced this, and I haven't really experienced this very much, except in one unique place, is the idea of a bathroom attendant, right? Um, I, I think that's very old school. Maybe some fancy restaurants still do it. The place where I experienced it, oddly enough, was in the Charlotte uh, International Airport, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. When I was traveling about a half a dozen years ago, I would fly through there occasionally because that was a U.S. Airways hub. And I imagine it was policy there in the airport that the bathrooms. Now, I have to say I only checked out the men's room. All right. So I can't say that this was true for the women's room. But in the men's room, there was a bathroom attendant who stood there um, with uh, little, uh, you know, different items. They would hand you a paper towel. Uh, they had um, mouthwash that you could use and, and other things that, uh, that were available. Now, of course, you were required to leave them a tip. Um, and um, it's obviously very awkward uh, to not. And, you know, beyond the fact that it's awkward that there is somebody who stands in the bathroom all day, um, I imagine keeping it clean, wiping up and, you know, those kind of light tasks, but also they're providing what is hospitality um, and, quite frankly, um, you know, a nice thing and, and something that um, is, is it provides for a different experience um, within a larger experience of the restaurant or the airport or wherever the bathroom is. So I definitely see this unit um, providing something similar to the bathroom attendant. And quite frankly, if you had a bathroom attendant in a one-shot unit in the faculty room um, in the other wing, that would be very strange. I, I don't know that that would fly. So this is, I call it a virtual, um, a virtual assistant. And, um, and, and I think that's a good thing. So where's the God presence moment in this uh, reflection? Well, I think it comes down to hospitality. And I felt that sense of hospitality and that sense of gratitude and that sense of wanting to thank whichever of my colleague or colleagues has put this up and cared for it and, and thought enough about his or her colleagues um, to provide this. I mean, hospitality in little ways, in unexpected ways, um, in ways that make a difference, I think, is very holy. And I think that's really what Jesus was all about. You know, when you look carefully at the Gospels and, and kind of read between the, the, the stories, if you will, or read within the stories, Jesus is frequently welcoming people, all people. He's dining with people. He's calling people. He's inviting people, even the people who are challenging him and who become his 
enemies in a, in a very real way and who conspire to to execute him, um, he's welcoming to them. He's calling them forth. And, and Jesus isn't just physically welcoming to people. He wants the best for everyone. He wants them to know God's love. He wants them to know God's forgiveness and God's mercy. And he wants them to be the best people that they can be. And the amazing thing, and I, I think we miss this so often in in the church, that you're not forgiven first and then you come to Jesus. You come to Jesus and then you are forgiven. I mean, that's the, or, or actually it's the other way around. I'm sorry, I messed that up. Let me start over. Jesus calls you while you're still in your sin. And because of Jesus's call, you repent. I repent. And we see this time and again in, in some of the most significant characters in the Bible, Zacchaeus, the woman caught in adultery, many others, that Jesus first calls them and points at Zacchaeus in the tree and says, Zacchaeus, I will dine with you tonight. And it is at that moment that Zacchaeus recognizes um, his his shortcomings and pledges to, to give back um, in a greater measure than what he took. And that's the paradigm. That's what Jesus does. That's who Jesus is. And that's who God is and who God is calling us. So when we are hospitable, even by putting a mouthwash container in a faculty bathroom that very few people see on a daily basis and very few people use and, and there's no one to impress and there's nothing to sell and, and none of that, it, you're doing something godly. You're doing something holy when you show hospitality. And conversely, um, I think we have to be honest about the other is when you show a lack of hospitality, when you put up walls, when you say, this is mine, me first, us first, we first, us people, not those people, stay out, walls, all of that, that is, 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 is evil might be a harsh word. What's the opposite of, of holy, um, unholy, corrupt? demonic. Um, I, I don't know, but it's not of God because God is a welcoming God. God is a God of hospitality and not hospitality for, for hospitality for everyone, certainly, but hospitality for the least of these. And that's what we need. And that's what I felt as I was doing my toileting today in a different environment. And I felt very grateful for that. So in conclusion, when have you felt hospitality in unexpected ways, little ways perhaps, when you felt welcome and you felt that somebody, even someone anonymous who you could never personally thank was welcoming you to something? And conversely, when have you done that to others? And after hearing this and reflecting this, and thank you for sitting through what is probably the longest one I've put together, how will you show hospitality to others in small ways, anonymous ways, ways that they will never know? How will you welcome others as Christ welcomes each and every one of us? Thank you for listening. Blessings and peace.